0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Welcome to the Table podcast. This podcast is devoted to helping equip disciples of Jesus for this moment in time. And we truly believe that by exploring spiritual disciplines and church history and engaging with our culture in real ways, we can live out faith in in significant ways that actually affect us, our lives, our culture, and the world around us. Um, If you're new to the show, my name is Khalil. My name is Sean and we are so glad that you're joining us. This would be the moment too that I would just say hey subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening from. It would mean the world to us and you can continue to be a part of these conversations around the table uh, because we want to I mean this we're in this for you. Yeah, it's
1: so easy to do it too. It's just you just click the button. You just click a button. It's fantastic. And then from that point <laughs>
0: forward uh, right on your device these episodes will be there for You'll you. hear and, Khalil's uh, <laughs> voice. I'm yeah. sorry I'm
1: feeling a little <laughs>
0: No, you can talk, Sean, you can talk. They can hear your
1: voice. Too. Trying to be funny, I guess. Anyway, we're uh, glad you're we're glad you've tuned
0: in. We really are. And uh we're beginning a conversation just about spiritual disciplines. Um this is near and dear to my heart and I know it is to Sean as well, but um spiritual disciplines are really practical tools that help us grow in our life of faith with Jesus. I mean, they they actually change our habits. They affect the way we think and how we live and who we're becoming and Ultimately, the goal of our life is to be more like Jesus, and these are tools that can help you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, we've pretty much nailed down some of the more ancient and obviously biblical um, practices Mm -hmm. that we've kind of chosen to uh, really kind of dissect. And uh, last episode, we did the Bible intake. Mm -hmm. And uh, this episode, we want to kind of dive into meditation. Uh, It's kind of an interesting word because it gets slung around there a lot, Mm -hmm. and uh, you almost have to define your terms before you actually talk about whatever the term is. Um, You kind of have lots of different thoughts on what meditation is, what it looks like. So why don't you help us, Khalil, (laughs) define—we should probably start with what isn't biblical meditation, what the Bible actually uh, says about meditation what is yeah. it not
0: <laughs> no that's really good I mean in our culture uh, today we're, we're shaped culturally in America by so many different worldviews which is really cool the fact that we live in the most global uh culture or moment in time really yeah. and and because of that you know we're we're shaped by so many different spiritualities and um, I think about that I mean I have family and my my own family you know kind of thinks hey all religions are a little bit of the same and they kind of do this Uh, pick and choose the different things that they like to build up their kind of spiritual belief system and so uh, when we talk about meditation there's a a lot of times some images that come to our mind you might think of someone with their legs crossed um sitting with their hands you know and 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 humming or umming or Um, umming or humming i don't know what it's called but uh (laughs) Our our most basic understanding of meditation tends to be this idea of just emptying our mind, quieting our mind, uh, going into this place of nothingness, almost
1: losing yourself. Yeah, kind of one sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a fair way to put that. And that would be a an Eastern version of meditation, but it would not be a biblical version of meditation. Uh, Biblical meditation is not an emptying of the mind. It's actually about filling our mind with truth. So meditation isn't a passive process. It's not a wiping the slate clean. It's actually replacing what is in our hearts with uh, God's heart and his character and his word. And so um, meditation is a really, really cool process. I, I like one definition I've heard before is that meditation on scripture is literally just letting the Bible brew in the brain. Right and I love that because when you're brewing something you're you're creating something new you you're taking you know think of brewing coffee or something right we're we're making a new substance, and through meditation we're making a new person but it's it's through a process which we'll talk about through this episode we'll kind of help define what that is, but it's a process of engaging with the Word of God, which is kind of why our last episode, episode 22, we wanted to start with a foundation of Bible intake.
1: Yeah, and really, when you think about meditation in a biblical sense, it's actually filling yourself, like Khalil said, and in as a result, you become slowly but surely, like brewing, mm-hmm. The person that you were created to be. So it's not necessarily losing yourself; mm-hmm. it's actually gaining your true self—the self that mm-hmm. you, uh, that Jesus and the Creator God has in mind for us.
0: Yeah, I just thought of uh, you know archaeology when people are mm-hmm. they're digging through the dirt and maybe they get those little brushes out or whatever. Oh yeah. But I just had this image of because here's what came to my mind. We are made in the image of God, right? right. And uh, because of the fall and sin, as we've seen, the, that image has kind of been deformed or yeah. or covered, Embarked. and 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 we we don't actually know right now um, in ourselves what that image is supposed to be. But the perfect image is seen in Jesus, right? And so you can almost see meditation as this act of like, <laughs> I just saw like a statue or something buried in the dirt and you begin to dust it away, you know, yeah. and you start to reveal uh, maybe the nose or the eyes or whatever, and you start to see that image clearly. Um, I don't know why that's the image that came to my it's mind right visual. now, but meditation is a process by which we rediscover that image in ourselves yeah. um, because we are reacquainting ourselves with Jesus and becoming aware of what is true. And I love that idea, Sean, about discovering our true selves. Right. That, that's right. good. No, that's good. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'll also say that... Um, A lot of times people think, oh, meditation. Maybe you have an understanding of biblical meditation, but you would say... Man, meditation just—it seems too hard. Right. Um, and I want to encourage us: meditation is not hard. It's—it's it's not too hard. In fact, we're actually meditating all the time. Always. Um, we. You. You might find that you're you get lost in thought or you get lost in ideas. You find yourself daydreaming, thinking about those things. That would be a form of meditation. You're you're ruminating on something, an idea uh, in your head, whether it's a goal, a dream, whatever. Um, I would argue that when we when you find yourself simply singing a song or uh, singing the lyrics under your breath as you clean or go about your day, that is actually a form of meditation. Totally. And so that's why meditation is so important, because it is something that we're always doing. We want to be meditating on the right things throughout our day. Romans 12, 1 through, uh, one through 2 talks about being renewed uh, mm-hmm. or, by the, or being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we renew our mind by meditating on the right things. And so when we meditate on, you know, there are definitely songs with lyrics that are not edifying, that are not helpful, that are actually meditating on um, some dark things, some difficult things, worry, fear, anxiety, depression, death even. And so we want to meditate on life and truth. And um, yeah, our world is is hurried and busy and anxious. And um, through meditation, we can rewrite that story and align ourselves with truth.
1: Yeah, and, and meditating on images and imagery that is right and true and good according to the scriptures, according to what Jesus says. Uh, I don't know who first said this, and several of our listeners will uh, probably—you actually might know, but uh, it said that if you can worry, you can meditate, and we all Mm -hmm. can worry. And uh, so uh, what I like to think of meditation is— is actually the beginning portion or, or or a part of having an image ethic or an ethic of images, as one of my mentors says, mm-hmm. uh, where we um, are making sure to think on metaphors and imagery that is actually productive to our growth as followers of Jesus. And we can look at that Romans 12 passage, mm-hmm. and I like to think of... Um, that word trans, um, what is it? I lost the word. Renewed. Transformed. <laughs> wow. Transformed. And I like to think of like morphine, mm. like a morphing or a molding or a shaping. Uh, when you look at to like a, a piece of clay, a lump yeah. of clay, and um, you mold it and you shape it uh, daily, you know, uh, w- moment mm. by moment
0: into the the person or the thing, the image that you want it to be. That's so, so good. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think we, we're, we need to put some handles on it. Cause sometimes maybe the best way to talk about something is to get into the practical too. Surely. Um, like, so we're talking, I love that idea of being molded. Um, a lot of times I, that's what's in my heart as I'm thinking about meditation. I'm thinking about, I want to be remade. I want to be made new. I want God to do something in my heart and in my life. And you know, when we engage with Scripture, meditation is really about slowing down. And yeah. uh, there is a difference between reading the Bible for information and reading the Bible for transformation. Um, we're, we're not just reading the Bible like a like a lame textbook, right? Or just, just a, 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 I don't know, a gray historical document. It's the living, breathing, life-giving Word of God. And so when we come to the Scripture, we should come to it with transformation in mind, and uh, I think it was Richard Foster said, you know, if we hope to move beyond the superficialities of our culture, uh, including religious culture, we must be willing to go down into the recreating silences, into the inner world of contemplation, and so meditation is going to require us to hit the brakes a little bit, to slow down, and to engage with the Word of God in a way that's going to change and affect our hearts, not just our minds
1: yeah absolutely and you know this is something that this is a practice that has been um for centuries contributing to our christian worldview if you will, or um I like to say our cloud of witnesses mm. is rich with uh the practice of meditation, you think of um the psalmist you know and even King david in in the psalms uh that Uh, I think I've mentioned it before in different podcast episodes. Joshua uh, is told to meditate on the law. Mm -hmm. Um, Psalm 119 is all about meditating on the word of God. You know, at that time they had the, the, the covenants, you know, they had, um, the Noahic covenant, they had the 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 Mosaic covenant, mm-hmm. they had the Abrahamic covenant, which was all these promises that God had said, and all these different laws. And this is how you ought to live. and And in Psalm one nineteen, it's looked at as, man, I need to have this ingrained deep within my DNA, right. and so meditate on it. Don't let it leave your lips. Um, keep it before you.
0: I would even argue that Psalm 119 is a meditation. It, Absolutely, the, yeah. the, the the psalmist took each of the Hebrew letters and decided they basically was going to write a mini poem about the law of the Lord with each letter as its starting point. And so it re, that required him to stop, slow down, and really think and and meditate on how much the Word of God mattered yeah. uh, in order to even come up with those words.
1: Yeah, it's. It's a fantastic, you know, study and meditation. If you wanted to just, you know, kind of jump into some practicals, really, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to just spend a little bit of time throughout the next few weeks and just say, I'm just going to read Psalm 119, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you take, you know, two minutes a day or five minutes a day, however long you have 10 minutes and you just kind of read through it and watch how it is uh, poetically woven into each sentence. Um, it's, it's pretty fascinating and encouraging, uh,
0: as well, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I think with, man, with this episode, I think we, there's just a lot of practicals that we, we want to roll through and help with. But, um, I love, uh, if maybe you, maybe you would say I've read the scripture, I've read the Bible. I, I, maybe you read it every single day, but you're someone who says, I just don't feel that much different. I don't feel like I'm, I don't know. The word of God isn't doing much, I, there's a great Puritan pastor named Thomas Watson, and he said that the reason we come away so cold from reading the Word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation Ooh, that's good, and I love Let's that. meditate on that. I love that thought is you know we can read the Word of God very quickly, right, and so that may that might be reading for information, but to slow down and to allow our hearts to be warmed and saturated in the scripture um is where that that new life comes from, and Jesus modeled this right. more than anyone. Uh, he often withdrew um, into solitude and silence, which is a whole another discipline. But uh, in those spaces and those times, he would likely meditate on the the word of the Lord. And um, meditation has a couple different connotations to it. One of them um, is literally uh, has to do with um, like uttering something under your breath, you know? Right. Um, though it can be the same word, the Hebrew word used for like when a lion would like kind of make that like growling, snarling sound while they would like eat, you know, if you've ever seen that on like, uh, discovery channel, on discovery that, channel that Geo, yeah. <laughs> like that sound that a lion makes under it, which is so cool. But, uh, there's this, this verbalness about it, even that you're, you're speaking and you're uttering and you're mumbling. And so, um, that's what we do when we sing lyrics under our breath. But, right. uh, you know Jesus and his disciples and even uh Jewish disciples under rabbis would would work and and walk and as they would go places they would be muttering the the scriptures and in right. that way they would be meditating on them flipping them over turning them over reciting them getting them into their hearts and with
1: that those who were those those Jewish rabbis followers would try and get as close as they mm. could to their rabbi so that they can hear what they were muttering. Mm-hmm. They could hear what they were meditating and ruminating on. That is such an interesting, that's another podcast, I guess, of the idea mm-hmm. of walking with Jesus. How close can we get to our rabbi? Mm-hmm. But, um, that's, that's okay. a definitely a discipleship piece there. But, uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, just in addition to this, you know, Psalm 46, 10 talks about be still and know that I am God. Um, and then it talks a little bit more in some other things around that. But, the idea of actually knowing our creator in the more intimate, uh, in an intimate way requires stillness Mm -hmm. requires stillness. It, it begs of us in the stillness to be still. And in the stillness, that is where we can, um, truly know who he is. And uh, I think that also kind of overlaps some silence, discipline but it yeah. definitely definitely speaks to this meditation piece because you know Joyce Hugert Hugert or Hugert she um she talks about how meditation engages every part of the human mm. how it I'm totally botching it, how she says it but it engages all facets of the of the person and so that's a that's enriching to me yeah. you know so
0: yeah and when she's saying that you know engaging all of our faculties basically you know this idea that in our meditation, um, we are to engage our minds, mm-hmm. uh, our memories that we are to reflect, our imagination. And yeah. I love that. Our the Word of God, when you slow down uh, and you just meditate on a, a, a bit of Scripture, it's amazing how it'll, it'll come to life in your imagination, but also your emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something about allowing it to engage our emotions that transforms our hearts. So um, so how, how, I guess, Sean, should the average person maybe start? With this, how do you start to engage in meditation?
1: Yeah, and I would go back to that Psalm Psalm forty six ten passage. Um, what does it look like for you just to be still for a minute? Mm. And again, this isn't an emptying. You know, that doesn't mean that that you you know stop doing anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a, a an excuse into laziness. It's just slow, but it's down. a slowing down. It's yeah. a hold on a second. What am I thinking on right now? Are these things, you know, as Paul would say in Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, are these things true? Are they right? What am I thinking about? A lot mm-hmm. of times we don't even think about the things we're thinking
0: about. Right. And so, we move so fast. So that quickly. I, and I struggle with this. I'm often moving so fast that I forget what it even feels like to be slow and right. to be still. So therefore, when I do try to slow down, Find myself wanting to pick up my phone or wanting to go on to the next thing. And it's almost this retraining of our our mind and our body to learn what it's like to move at a slow pace.
1: Yeah. And there you know, you see (laughs) I almost liken it to saying, you know, I have withdrawals from Mm -hmm. my busyness or hurriedness. Mm -hmm. Um, We're all busy, but to be hurried is a totally different thing. And I think you almost, there's almost this addiction in the American culture to always be doing something. If I'm not doing something, I'm therefore not productive. If I'm not productive, then I have no purpose. I have no reason for being and uh, meditation fights against that and so even in the midst of our busy day again not wrong to have a busy day but in the midst of it am i pausing and am i reflecting on what i'm reflecting on
0: what if the most productive thing we could do would be to be still before god right that's a great
1: point that i'm actually being productive in the I'm best things, in the best things, in the best ways. Yeah,
0: yeah. So as we're starting, you know, you're beginning to meditate. We'd encourage you to just, uh, like, like Sean said, be still, be still, and prepare your heart. Um, what What does it look like to prepare a heart for meditation?
1: Right. And I was thinking about this. There's probably several things, and you could probably even speak to this as well. For me personally, I need to have a pad of paper mm. down next to me with a pen or pencil or, or, or something that I write on. Um, just in case there is interruption of important things that I might need to, you know, that I might need to, to write down or remember. But when I do that, I, I free myself up to meditate on God's word or the scriptures or things like a song mm. lyric or, or whatever. Um, because I know I don't have to remember something.
0: Yeah, to, to clarify that a little bit, because I haven't actually thought about doing that in meditation. I've done that when reading the Bible. Right. Because I tend to we get, tend to get interrupted when I'm reading the Bible. So if I think, oh, shoot, I need to send that email or I need to message someone, I, yeah. I'll write it down on a paper real quick because then I can forget it and I can be in the moment. Right. So that's a really good tip for meditation yeah. because uh, from experience, if you try to <laughs> slow down, you will probably find a bunch of other things starting to pop in your head. So it's a really quick way to put them down without forgetting them and to be free to be in the moment. I like, I like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's some of these things that we're talking about. Disciplines here are counter-cultural and they're almost counter to our nature in one sense, even though it's the very thing that our nature needs. Uh, and so... Some of those practical things, I, you know, and I would just say, try and get into a quiet space, Yeah, you know, um, try, try not to, to be around uh, a lot of people if you have to be. And, you know, I know several, there's a lot of our listeners as well who, you know, you you have kids and you're, you're, you're on the go a lot, you know, even if it's saying, you know what in my car, I'm just going to, I'm not going to listen to to music. I'm not going to listen to anything. I'm not going to have anything going. Um, it kind of prepares you. Um, it kind of postures you to receive whatever whatever the Holy Spirit's wanting to give. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of others, but um, maybe I'd like to hear from you a little bit.
0: Oh man, well, I I think of mindset, mm-hmm. and I think of you know, uh, there's a quote I I wrote down, um, and it's another Foster quote, but he says. You know, in meditation, we're growing into a familiar friendship with Jesus, and I just think about that. That remembering that even meditation, any any of these disciplines, are really uh, they're relational. They're meant to grow us in relationship with Jesus. And so, if I'm engaging in a conversation or spending time, quality time with a friend, um, I need to I need to posture myself to be present for that. Yeah. And then he goes on. He says, you know, in this, we're sinking into down into the light and life of christ and becoming comfortable in that posture yeah and so there's a i think of a preparing of our mind that i'm okay some deep breaths slowing slowing my mind and reminding myself why i am here uh stealing my heart to hear from god um which you know means becoming aware of god's presence remembering that this discipline is anointed by god that he's guided us to it that his desire is to commune with me and to interact with me in that moment, to, to teach me something, to show me something, to affect my heart, to draw me nearer to Him. And so I might start with just some prayer, some thanksgiving, just thanking God, becoming aware of His presence, um, submitting yeah. myself under that, and and just inviting Him to take full control and leadership of that moment. Because I think you said it in our, our episode about Bible intake, um, we're, we're submitting ourselves to God and, and his work. You said it differently, but... Coming under, yeah. Yeah, coming under that. And so in meditation, I am, I am just allowing myself to fully come under his presence and uh, blocking out those other things, which is why a quiet place is so important.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you don't feel your way into actions, Mm. neuroscientists talk about this. I don't have any reference to it. I'm sorry. I don't remember, <laughs> but I know, uh, I know it's true. Uh, you act your way into feeling. And right. so whenever it comes to even spiritual disciplines, I would say, in addition to the prayer piece, which is so important, I would say, just start reading your Bible, like just start somewhere and, and you, you'll start to, uh, kind of flow into meditation Um, even though it might be a struggle, even though you may not be feeling right at the time, or maybe you don't feel it's working or you don't feel like doing med or meditating or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you just start somewhere, just act your way into feeling. Um, and, and you'll, you'll discover that you're, you'll begin to meditate on the scriptures, meditate on truth, um, you're almost involuntary as you mm-hmm. continue to do it. Yeah, so
0: yeah. So, real practically, uh, maybe let's kind of use a verse as a, a means. Joshua 1.8 is a great passage. Mm-hmm. Um, to start meditating, we encourage you to just pick a scripture, find a scripture. And you might find one that in your daily reading, take a moment to just find a section that you're going to meditate on. Or maybe you have a life verse. Maybe you have something that got, just really jumped out to you start with that passage and then and then try to meditate on it by just slowing down and making that all that you read. And so Joshua 1.8 says, you know, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So a great, mm-hmm. a great way to begin meditating is, okay, we've, we've postured our heart. We've slowed ourselves down. We've invited God in. And then we've we've read this scripture. I would encourage you to read it aloud um, to to voice the word of God. It's a, just another way we learn the word, and another way that it begins to get into our hearts. And then one of my favorite ways to start is, and it's one of my, it literally is one of my favorites, is to just read it and to begin emphasizing different words. I don't know if you've done this yourself, Sean, but mm-hmm. um, someone says it, uh, but I, I'm stealing this idea is that. This act of meditation is kind of like flipping a diamond in your hands, mm. and you're you're gazing on upon this beautiful treasure, but every time you look, you're looking at a different face of that diamond, and you're seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah, and, and I love that. So an example would, you know, to emphasize different words would be um, as you're reading, just emphasize one word, like keep, keep this book. What does it mean to keep? and you just kind of just ponder that idea to keep it means to yeah. guard it to treasure it to 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 keep it near you or um right to possess it keep this what is this well he says this book um this book this one <laughs> which which one this one as you're as you're sitting in front of your bible right this one this what this book this book and just to think that you have this book of the law of the lord right um and you can go through that the law uh It says, you know, always on your lips. Whose lips? Yours. (laughs) Whose what? Mm. Lips. Lips, which tells me that it's to be spoken. It's to be said. Um, Meditate. And then you just think about the idea of meditation. So there's an example. I'm not going to roll through the entire passage, (laughs) right? But uh, it's, it's amazing to me to sit there and just emphasize different words of a passage. And every single time I see something new, I see a new beauty, a new truth, a new something that I can walk away with. Um, And I found that to be a really effective way for me.
1: Yeah, and I like that you talk about just even picking just a verse. Mm -hmm. You know, So one of the ways that I I like to do this is I'll read out loud. I'm just gonna maybe read a chapter or two or three. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, I'll get to uh, a point in scripture where I'm like, ooh, that hit me. And Mm -hmm. I'll read it again. And Mm -hmm. I'll read it again out loud. And I might even stop there. Maybe it's like, the third or fourth verse that I'm getting to, so I yeah. don't get even to chapter chapter three down. the And road. you're giving
0: yourself permission to stop. I'm giving my per- Be- self permission. And yeah. something I love, one of my professors once said, is, uh, you know, our devotional time is only working if it's increasing our devotion. So, right. in that moment, for you reading the whole chapter wouldn't have been the right thing. Right. Instead, pausing, even though your plan maybe was to read the whole chapter, right the your devotion was going to be increased by pausing.
1: Right. And then, you know, you can even, uh, you pause, and then you can personalize that, that scripture passage. Mm-hmm. You can pray it. You can sing it. You can, you know, there's so many different things you can do there. You can uh, journal it out. You know, we've, we, we, we can talk about this here in a second too, just rewriting that scripture mm-hmm. and then, um, and then uh, writing a thought, that comes with that, that, that came to mind or an action step for you. Um, so meditation, again, it's engaging every part of you, all the faculties. So, um, it's not just information, Mm -hmm. right? It's transformation, transfiguration. It's, sanctification, all kinds of Asians, (laughs) morphine. That's
0: good. Do you want to talk about that idea of writing, writing it out or writing in your own words or what you're, what you're thinking there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the idea is that when you say something, you read something Mm -hmm. and you write something, it's three different ways of getting it deep into your soul. Mm. And so, um, what I like to do is like I said, personalize those verses. But um, when, when I write them out, it's, it's a prayer. It can be a prayer that goes along with it, that I'm personalizing the scripture verse. A lot of times this is when I'm meditating on Psalms or even Proverbs, um, uh, some of Jesus's prayers. And so you look at the, what's classically known as the Lord's prayer. uh, And, you know, I, I like to write it out for what it is. Maybe you write it two or three different ways. You write it out uh, as as you see it in your Bible, um, and then and then you know I'm a, I'm a fan of just praying it, you know, and praying the the scripture and and uh, that's another angle of the diamond, if you will, as you meditate um, but keep a journal of that, you know, keep a little, and it doesn't have to be a physical journal. It can be on your, your phone or whatever kind of note
0: device that you have. So. No, that's really good. You know, another practical thing you can do is while you're reading a passage, um, especially if it's a passage that's not from the gospels, but maybe let's say old Testament, um, Mm -hmm. ask how that passage points to Jesus. Right. And so that causes us to begin to reflect on the passage, and now meditate on a deeper way. How how do I see Jesus, his character, what he does, how he works? So a great example is Psalm uh, 23, which talks a lot about the Lord. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, right? I shall not want, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And it continues to do this, he, uh, where it keeps saying what he does. Who is he? He is the Lord. Who is the Lord? Well, Jesus is our Lord. And so as you look at what he does and what he accomplishes, or what he achieves, and how we respond, um, it helps us see Jesus, which then leads us to ideally some application or a principle. What is the principle you, this tells you now? What, what do you do with this? How, how does this affect your day? How does this affect how you live, or how you face a challenge, or an obstacle, or how you engage or interact with Jesus going forward, taking some time to just reflect on how Jesus is in the passage and looking for the principles that that then teaches us. What do you do with that? That's a great way to, again, take it from just head knowledge and turn it into something that actually affects your heart, who you are, and how you live.
1: Yeah, and you want to, if it's not, how do I say this? Uh, uh, Theology was meant to be practical. Yeah. So, um, you know, if it's not encouraging you towards praxis then it's probably uh you're probably uh stunted you've Mm -hmm. probably stunted yourself there or you're 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 not following through on um on the entirety of meditation because it's not just there to remain in your mind rattling around in in your brain Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's meant to be lived out so uh, yeah so look for look for application and then, yeah, and ask questions, ask questions about the text. You know, we've got a few that we um, have, have written down, you know, what, uh, what is happening here? What's the historical context? What's, what's, um, what's causing maybe there's an issue or a problem. I like, it's kind of fun. It's like, maybe I, cause I'm twisted, <laughs> but to look at some of the, uh, the judge's uh, passages in Judges and meditate on some of that, or even some of the King's uh, of Israel and of Judah when the, in 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and then the Chronicles, and say, man, okay, what's happening here? And then where am I? Yeah. Where am I in this? Like, can I see myself mm-hmm. in King Hezekiah or in Ehud the Stud right. in you know <laughs> Judges chapter? I think three or four. No, yeah, so this is really good at?
0: too. Because you know, um, working in a student ministry context, a lot of times I'm talking with students, and one of my favorite things is when people come and students will come and they'll say, "Hey, can you explain this passage for me?" And uh, I'm about to reveal my secrets here. <laughs> um, normally, I don't explain the passage. I just read it out loud. I just, okay, let's look at the passage. And I, and I, and I start off and I read the passage, um, or I, I just tell the story, just following the verses. And by the end, they always say, man, I wish the Bible explained it this well. And I'm like, well, um, I've just read it. So it did. Um, but what, what is happening there is they asked me a question about the scripture. I reread it and it answered their question which is amazing but what it shows is you can actually do that sitting in front of your own bible and it's just to step back for a moment and go okay what the heck is happening here and to reread it with that question in mind and mm-hmm. try to see the picture um you know what is what's ha- yeah what what's the wisdom here what what's god prescribing what is he, what's jesus trying to say yeah. and and rereading and and we can actually do that in our own study and it's amazing because friends God is helping you in that entire process. His desire is to reveal himself and to reveal that truth. If you'll ask and you'll lean in and meditate on it, and he does that.
1: Yeah, and what you've kind of just explored there with us is the idea that meditation can also take place within community. It's communal as well. I might be stretching this a little bit, but when Ezra uh, discovers the—this is post-exile— This is the destruction of Jerusalem. This is the exiles coming back home. Um, He discovers the law and he mourns and he reads the law out loud and they meditate on it. That's my, this is where the stretch might come in. But they, together, they read the scripture and they repent. They find Mm -hmm. themselves where, uh, you know, they've tethered themselves to the, the nation of Israel mm-hmm. previous, and who they found the been, application. Yeah, they there. found the application there, and they 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 uh, they went ahead and repented, and uh, and then you know you go into the book of Nehemiah, and the, they're at the, about the same time period there in mm-hmm. the rebuilding of the walls and, and so on and so forth. But there's there's a communal aspect to meditation that can take place, uh, mm-hmm. where you read the scripture out loud together, you ask some of those questions together, maybe you pray together, that type of a thing.
0: Yeah. No, that's really good, Sean. And just to remind us, you know, uh, what is meditation? Well, meditation is really just letting the Bible brew in our brain. And so Mm -hmm. we just would encourage you to slow down for a moment. Remember, like I think of of brewing tea. You know, you you have some hot water and you have a tea bag. And if you just dipped it in the water real quick, nothing happens, nothing changes. But you leave it in there, you, you let it saturate, and that water becomes an entirely new substance. And The same is true of us. When we are looking to meditate, we need to remember that just just getting in the Bible real quick, just reading the Word and leaving isn't going to do much uh, in transforming us like slowing down, meditating, and just saturating in it long enough for us to actually be made new. And so, um, Sean, maybe you have a final encouragement. I'll just say, uh, maybe go back, re-listen to our application pieces and just pick one one thing that you can try this week and maybe this month and focus on so that you can, you can grow in a new way to meditate on Scripture? Yeah, I would say very
1: quickly there are lots of things that are being thrown our way in and out uh, of culture. Um, lots of things for us to meditate on. But the Scriptures, specifically the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 while sitting in a Roman jail cell mm. or at least on house arrest, Says to think on certain things, mm-hmm. and those certain things are found in the scriptures. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, mm-hmm. and so that is our filter. That's our filter for our the right images that get into our brain, and um, and when we think on these types of things, I tell you, we become the person that Jesus has created
0: us to be that's good well thanks for joining us around the table i pray that you would be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the the biblical spiritual discipline of meditation and so as always we appreciate you listening please please leave us a rating and a review subscribe wherever you happen to be listening from subscribe be a part of this conversation let's keep going together and growing together and in the meantime you know share this episode with someone start a conversation uh we really believe that we all can grow in our relationship with Christ and grow into the life that he has for us. And uh, we, we just hope that these episodes are helpful for you and encouraging for you along the way. Yes. Thank you.